Hey folks, it's King from Stay Tuned Sports, and I gotta tell you, I love energy drinks. They help give me that boost that I need to finish all my work, get through game film recaps from all of Sunday's games, and they provide that pick-me-up during a very long week. What I don't love is that crash and the jitters, the gross feeling you get with most other energy drinks. And that's why I tried Dubby, and I gotta tell you, Dubby is a game changer with flavors like Dragonade, Beach and Peach, Galaxy Grenade, and my personal favorite, the Dub Sludge. You can find your favorite or just get them all. There's no jitters, there's no crash because there's no sugar in Dubby. Plus, Dubby contains Neurofactor, an all natural ingredient derived from coffee cherries, which has been linked to enhanced brain function. You go on over to Dubby.gg right now, that's Dubby.gg, to grab the best energy drink you've ever had. And if you enter the code STSPORTS18, in all caps, you'll get 10% off your order. That's STSPORTS18 to get 10% off of Dubby. Be better. Stay tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here, back with our, our good buddy King. What's up, bud? Hey, how you doing, buddy? As I sit here with my nice coffee on this absolutely gorgeous day. Um, well, at least up here in the Northeast, anyway. I don't know where you're listening to us from. Uh, I think you showed me we had quite a few from, what was it, Austria? Iowa. Iowa. We're, we're, Iowa. We're, oh, we're yeah, big Iowa. out there. Yeah. Past, uh, past big two in months. Iowa. Yeah, I don't know why I thought Iowa was Austria, but here we go. I did <laughs> listen. I'm a good geography person. I don't know why I thought Austria, but I thought it was somewhere in Europe. But you know, it's Iowa, so it might as well be. No, I don't mean to do that. I'm not insulting our Iowa people. <laughs> I'm just saying you're way the hell out in the middle of the country, and we're over here. It's it's very it's it's very different. But it's a beautiful day. Beautiful day here in the Northeast. Not uh, not very so, often I disagree with you, but yeah, it's it's nice here. Like I actually thought about recording outside, but I was like, nah, that'd be too much noise going on, and. You know. I got. I have the window open here um, in the studio, quote unquote, <laughs> otherwise known as my kitchen. Um, so I don't know if you hear any sirens go off or a uh, errant uh, ice cream truck jingle happening in the background. Uh, that's on me. I'll close the window. I'll try to. Sh- I'll, I'll. I'll shut all that off. But for now, I just want that nice, beautiful air. It's the first real nice day of uh, of twenty twenty three. And I want to enjoy it. And I want to enjoy it. So here we are. I'll tell you what. I got, I got to give a, a, a quick backstory or old story. I, I, I remember you, I think it was in Wilkes-Barre, when you lived in Wilkes-Barre, you used to record underneath a blanket during the summer. Yes. And yes, I did. There, there was uh, some times that we had to take breaks so you could go get some water and shit. <laughs> yes. Yes. I would do under the blanket uh, to, to dampen the sound. 
uh, I have since given up on that. Like I, I understand that sometimes if you listen to me, it could be a little bit tinny. It could be sound a little echoey. Cause again, I'm in a kitchen, bunch of flat surfaces. I'm on a glass table. Like, uh, it is what it is, but I'm, I'm just, I'm not gonna, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that anymore. You know, um, that was before I had, uh, when I was in Wilkesbury, I had the, uh, I did have the, the, the foam, the okay. sound absorbing foam, uh, yeah. for like, in, in my bedroom as like a quasi studio. Uh, and that was, I had a, that was a nice little setup for it as was. shitty as that apartment was. It was a nice little setup. Um, I like that. I, I, I did a couple of, of podcasts out of there. Uh, not one of them has succeeded outside of stay tuned sports. And the only reason that succeeded is because of you, you've run, you took the ball and ran with it. Well, um, you yeah. know, that's why this is your baby here. Uh, but geez, I'm trying to think of how many I went through. I did, uh, Oh geez. Yeah. So, I mean, I remember you doing with ham, ham, um, radio. I I did some stuff with ham radio, but that was never, I was never really officially on ham radio, uh, with Eddie. Uh, he's kind of lost his fat ass mind too. So I'll I'll give him, I I still love the guy, but he's kind of fucking nuts. Um, you did the one with then the... I was I was part of but this I did gentleman show yeah Chris Go and Lazy E uh, back when I worked at ninety seven nine X uh, but that wasn't in the apartment we went to Chris Go's to record that okay then the when uh, I was uh, <laughs> fired basically from the gentleman show and they re- <laughs> apparently I was so bad they had to fucking rebrand the whole thing so um, but after that was when i started doing one with myself and my girlfriend at the time we did social downfall radio yeah uh which lasted for a little bit then at the same time is when we started the initial stay tuned sports yeah um and then both of those kind of stopped you picked up stay tuned sports again and ran with it you and shoulders yeah, ran with it for a bit, and then you ran with it for a bit by yourself. Yeah, uh, and I took a break from podcasting for a while because I was bouncing the fuck around all over the place. Um, I did a little bit of stuff with uh, two old friends of mine, uh, uh Hammy and Falcone. We did uh, a wrestling podcast, okay? I remember that one, uh, which was uh, Calf Crusher Radio, uh, and then that imploded because uh, again, I had another partner of mine, Hammy, lost his goddamn mind. <laughs> Uh, and that was what it was. Uh, and I'd like to sit here and say like, you know, oh yeah, they, well this person lost their mind and this person did that. I'm starting to wonder if I, like, I'm the asshole. Like if everybody well, else in the room is the asshole, you have to look at yourself and be like, maybe I'm the asshole. I mean, I'm starting to wonder if I'm the asshole in a situation. <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking now, okay, this one lost her mind, this one at nuts. I mean, Grant, the, the ex-girlfriend, she's, you know, fucking nuts. I mean, I'm nuts, but I'm not like that full blown nuts yet. I'm like, so I'm waiting for the other shoe to come down for me. And when when do I go nuts? <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say like I, I don't know I, I don't I don't know if it's just bad luck or if that's it or, if, or if I'm just the influence that makes everybody else into an asshole and then and then <laughs> screws up like am I am I the asshole? I hope not. Um, I mean, you are, but you're. I mean, you're, I am you're, absolutely you're the bearable one. Uh, but then it was after after that is then uh, you you invited me back on here as a as a special one-off every now and then and then i just i just kind of it, it kind of reminds me how i got into the relationship i'm in now you know it was just we started talking 
you know, I came over once or twice and then I just kind of started showing up regularly and I've never <laughs> left since, you know, it's just, it's the same thing that's happened with this podcast. So, um, that, that's pretty much how, how it did come uh, about because I, you know, I, I came home from work one day, opened the door and there's King. Hey, how you doing? I'm here to record. Like, hey, what's going on? Hey, we're, <laughs> we're recording today. How's our show doing? Your show. What are you talking about? Uh, but you know, I'm just saying like, I, I don't know how we got off on the whole podcast uh, discussion. Uh, but I've done a few and this one mainly because of you and your efforts is the one that has lasted by far the longest of any of the ones that I've tried to start. Oh yeah. I forgot with my, with my current fiance, I had uh, calamity and a coffee, which was good podcast, too, which was good. Um, and then she kind of fell off of it. Like she, she kind of got bored with it because yeah. we did it during the pandemic. So there was nothing but time. You know, we, we, where the fuck were we going? There yeah. was nothing happening. Yeah. Um, and that was a thing too. She was she was let go from her job right as the pandemic started. Okay. So like there was this whole period of like where she had the unemployment and the other stuff too. So like she had that during the entire pandemic. She didn't. She was unemployed. And I was unemployed. So we were just sitting here like, well, what are we gonna do? Well, let's do a podcast. You know. Well, I mean, I, I'll tell you and, what though. Um, I mean, we, we will eventually get t- talking about sports, but I would love if you guys were still going with the podcast to hear her responses about the whole, and it's well documented that I hate Taylor Swift. Um, the whole Taylor Swift and the ex-boyfriend, boyfriend, whatever broke up. Oh, brother. That, that would be such you, a good episode. The theories <laughs> and the, dude, they're, they're, so far there's there's a there's a sizable chunk and she's one of them where she's not fully convinced yet that they're broken up because it hasn't come officially from her publicist yet okay so there's a thought about that then there's also the thoughts of when did they actually break up out of dude i gotta tell you <laughs> as somebody coming from the outside of that world and just kind of looking at it and now being in it because of of my fiance um the Swifty world is a fascinating social study of <laughs> of like a subculture. Like it's the 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 sheer insanity and I dare I say mental illness <laughs> of the Swifties and the Swifty society as it is um, is is crazy. And here's the other thing too. I don't want any of this. If there's anybody out there who is a Swifty who's listening, don't come at us. Don't try to like I'm not. Listen, I know very, you know, good and well, don't fuck with Swifties. I understand that, okay? Because they are vicious. They are mean. They will come and dox you, and they will cancel you. They will find something you said in fourth grade to your friend that you whispered over a cafeteria table, and they'll try to cancel you for it. Like, I I, I don't know what they do or how they do it, but they are insane. Well, I'm a dumbass. So I'm not coming at them, but. I'm a dumbass. I'll take them on. They already know I, I no, hate Taylor no, Swift. No, you don't, you, don't, you don't want that smoke. You do not want that smoke. I can tell you that firsthand right now. There were times when we were still doing, me and the fiance were still doing Calamity in the Coffee, um, where I would try to broach a subject that was connected to the Swifties or about a Swiftie, and she would immediately kibosh it because she was just like, I don't want that smoke. And I don't want like she's in like she's obviously in that kind of uh, uh, group social setting. 
Yeah. And I was like, what about this this one fat crazy one from Australia that like holds birthday parties and does she's like don't say anything. Don't say your name. Don't say anything like that. I was like, why? She's clearly fucking crazy. And most people say it's like don't no 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 no. Don't don't say anything because you'll have a group of Swifties who are like, well, you're bullying or you're fat shaming or you're your mental your ableist shaming or some shit like that. I don't know. Uh but you know, it did turn out she was absolutely insane. I don't know if she got committed or not, but like I was right. Like she was nuts. Uh, but it's a it's a fascinating world. It's a fascinating world. And now, especially now, she's got the tour going on still, and now she's got a breakup in the middle of a tour, and uh, which is a shame. This is the longest relationship I think she's had. Okay. And so she was just starting to get rid of all those. Oh, oh she's breaking up with somebody. Going to have a room. You know, she's gonna, there's going to be a new album soon and stuff like that. Like she was just getting over that kind of memeish kind of uh, 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 thought process where where everything was the joke was oh Taylor Swift goes through boyfriends like I go through underwear. <laughs> yeah. And shit like that. She was just getting over that because it's been like six years or something they were dating, and then they go ahead and do this and it's like well. Here comes another album. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my first response to you when you when you uh, I texted you last week or whatever, and you said, "Oh, I'm just dealing with the the Swifty breakup here," and I'm like, "Oh, she needs another album." <laughs> I tell you what, man. What a, I, I feel I feel bad for 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 the guy Joe Alwyn. Feel bad for him. I feel bad for him. Yeah, especially because I I it, it seems like she was the one who broke up. That's what it's coming out to 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 seem like from the from the sources close to the source or whatever it is. Uh, so not only does not only is it that you know obviously I've I've been on the end of breakups that that sucks it hurts, and then when you realize that it's a prime premium piece of ass quite like Taylor Swift, um, oh, yeah. Also for the also stop stop it <laughs> stop stop it. I know I'm the one who just called her a piece of ass like like it's a piece of me like I'm being very misogynist right now I understand that I apologize for my misogyny everybody I'm just a terrible horrible straight white man I get it uh, but Taylor Swift is attractive I find her very attractive so that is what it is if you know you got a problem with that go talk to the Gaylers who are come up with all the lesbian uh, uh, fantasies about her uh, that, is that okay I mean so let's you know uh, uh, birds of another feather as it were um but yeah, I know I feel bad for Joe. I do. Yeah, you know, well, you as, as anybody got, through a bad breakup, it. it sucks. And then it's like not only was she attractive, very attractive in my eyes, uh clearly top shelf, uh, but then also, you know, she is also worth about seven hundred million dollars. So that does kind of suck as well. You know? <laughs> no more the you know, the private jets going back and forth. Like he's he's a he's a like a like a big great actor like he's a background actor yeah. like he's not really an actor actor like he hasn't had any big roles like he's i'm sure he's doing very well for himself but i don't even know if like his own personal wealth is worth like a million or or anything like that so you go from you know being uh, the boy toy for uh maybe the most powerful woman in entertainment right now uh to just another background actor Ooh, ow that sucks <laughs> um so Get it to, to get off Taylor Swift uh, now. And uh, well, King, I, King, I, watch I, it. I, I watch often it. know. I often know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, you know, I hope the fiance doesn't move. Watch this be the episode she decides to listen to. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She's probably going to be like, you know, I want to see why I was always listening to these guys. <laughs> um, a little bit of hockey 
talk here. So I was just looking at um, the standings, who's all clinched, and looks like the only two teams that are, aren't clinched or eliminate are the Penguins and the Islanders. That is um, true. And it looks like the playoffs start April 17th? They start on Monday. Yes. Monday. Okay. Monday, the Monday after this episode drops, April 17th is when the playoffs will begin. The regular season uh, ends on Friday, I believe. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Uh, but all the games of consequence are on Thursday, the day of this release. So when this gets released, that is going to be when you have all the games of consequence. You got the Islanders are going to be playing. The Penguins are going to be playing, I believe. Uh, the Devils and the Hurricanes are going to be playing because the Metropolitan Division title is still up for grabs. If the Hurricanes lose and the Devils win, the Devils will be the division champions. Okay. And they will face, uh, I believe it is Florida. Um in the uh, in the first round instead of the Rangers, uh, if Carolina wins, it doesn't matter what the Devils will do. Then, if Carolina wins, they win the division. Uh, they will be facing Florida, and the Devils will be playing the New York Rangers. Yeah. So, um, that is still like there's still a couple seeding issues open for that, and then yeah, it's the Islanders and the Penguins. The big thing for me uh, with the games last night, uh, a Tuesday night. Uh, that we're, you know, we recorded this on Wednesday, uh, is that the Penguins had a chance. Like, they had their destiny in their own hands because the Islanders had lost the previous night to, I think, Buffalo on Monday. Okay. So then it became, all right, well, now the Islanders don't control their destiny. The Penguins do. If the Penguins won out, the Penguins were going to have the playoff spot no matter what. Okay. Uh, and so you had the Islanders, they lost to Buffalo, and the Penguins, they're playing at home against the Blackhawks, who are trying to lose, who are, I think, the worst team in the NHL this year or next to the worst. Like, they're they're not they're pretty good. close. They are not a good team. Okay. Um, so you have a team that's basically in full rebuild, rebuild mode, basically trying to get the best position they can in the draft lottery, and you have the Penguins fighting to get into the playoffs, and they lose 5-2, to two, I believe it was. Yeah, I, I saw, I saw that lost. game at home to the shittiest team in the NHL. <laughs> like, at that point, you don't belong in the playoffs. I don't care how you feel about the Islanders, whether or not you think their play is boring, anything like that. The fact of the matter is that the Penguins had it all right out in front of them, and they had all they had to do was beat the worst team in the NHL, and they got stomped by three goals by this team. I, get, I, I can't. I can't. Not only that, but they made me lose my fucking bet. <laughs> I had what, a pretty like, good parlay going, and everybody else won except for the fucking Penguins. A couple of weeks ago, I, I, the way it looked as far as like reading stuff about the the Penguins, I didn't think they had a chance. Like, I, I didn't think they had a chance. You know, with the whole fire fire uh, Ron Hextall. Like, I thought the team was bad this year. Like, you know, not obviously not Flyers bad, but just bad. And when I saw that just uh, before before I came on here that they're still not eliminated. I was like, holy shit, okay. No, no, they're not bad. They were they were right there on the bubble. They're right there with the Islanders, the Panthers. Uh, there was somebody else close. To, uh, the Capitals were close for a little while, but they fell off. The Capitals kind of uh, really stink this year for some yeah. reason. Uh, but like they're not like you have you have a couple teams there that are that are like right on the cusp. Uh, and uh, and that was it. 
and and uh, so the reason like the Islanders, the Islanders thought they fucked themselves. The Islanders thought when they lost to Buffalo, that was if I was listening to New York uh, sports radio in the morning. Okay. Afterwards, and they were just like, "Oh man, all the Islander fans are sad and upset." Like there was like they had it out in front of them, and now the Penguins. I mean, all they have to do really is beat Chicago, and it's. I mean, it's basically all over. It's done. Like because Chicago stinks, and they're playing in Pittsburgh, so it's all oh, like, uh what what a chance they had, and they blew it all. So terrible. And then here the Penguins go, and they just blow it right back. Like, <laughs> I, I does anybody want that last playoff spot? Yeah. I have no idea. Um, but now the interesting thing is here, if the Islanders do win their last game and Florida loses their last game, the Islanders will jump Florida and then they won't have to play Boston. Oh, okay. Whereas Florida then would have to play Boston and then the uh, either the Carolina or the Devils would play the Islanders. I'd, I'd laugh if Boston gets eliminated first round. That happened uh, a couple of years ago with the Lightning. They were yeah. the President's Trophy winner. They had set a record, uh, the, the one that uh, Boston just broke this year, uh, or they had tied the record. Sorry, they didn't break it, but they tied it. Like they were just a monster team. They were so fucking good. Yeah, uh, all the stats, everything like that. And then they go to the playoffs and they lost in the first round. I think Columbus was the one who knocked them out. And I gotta say too, with Boston, you know, Boston is probably. Let me see. I would say third ranked on my my hated teams. Obviously, I hate the Penguins. Um, no, I'd probably say two. I, I I don't hate the Devils. I dislike them just because I like pissing you off. Um, but to win sixty two games out of eighty two games, that's fucking impressive. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's yeah. I think they're sixty three now. It was I think 63? they got Okay. Yeah. But still, I mean, that yeah, they it's it's a it's a ridiculous. Like the fact of the matter is that they're going to lose less than twenty games in an eighty-two game season, and they didn't even lose because it's. I think they've only lost twelve or thirteen, and the other ones are overtime uh, losses, as it were, like shootout losses. Yeah. Uh, so, like, the fact that they're in fifteen games or fewer of actual losses is. Insane yeah. is an absolutely insane stat. Absolutely insane. Um, let me let me look up the actual uh, standings here. And I mean, the other aspect of it, you know, while you look up the standings there, uh, when uh, Chara, either what, what I think he left in free agency last year or the year before that, everybody was yeah, he went to uh. I think he played his last year with the Islanders. Yeah, I was gonna say, I, I which was the first team he came in with the league with. So it was kind of a oh, going back cool. home. Yeah, but you know, everybody was pretty much saying, you know, okay, Boston's in a, a rebuild, a rebuild mode, and you know, Pasternak might you know get traded now because of the rebuild. And here it is, they sixty three. Well, yeah, they wins. fired their coach. Everybody said, oh, them getting rid of their coach last year was a terrible decision because they had a good, they had a good team last year too. Yeah. Um. And they got rid of their coach and was like, why are they, oh, they got, oh, that's bad. Like, if you read all the stuff, it's like, I don't know what Boston's doing. I don't know why they got rid of their coach. I don't know. What I don't, I don't see too well. I don't know what they're thinking about. I don't know if they're, are they going to be better than they were last year? I don't think so. They got a rookie head coach. You got all this other stuff, blah, blah, blah. Well, it, they turned out to be a lot better this year because they are currently, as it stands right now, 64, 12, and five. Holy shit. 
out of 81 games. They've won 64 out of 81 games so far. They've only lost 12 in regulation, and they've lost five games in either overtime or the shootout. They have 133 points, <laughs> which I don't know if you pay attention to the NHL. It's all, That's a lot of fucking it's points. It's a record. Nobody's ever scored as many points in the NHL uh, as a record-wise. Nobody has as many wins in the NHL uh, with that either. I'm pretty sure uh, if you take what uh, the, the, the Flyers' points of this year plus last year, they still probably didn't combine for that much. The Maple Leafs are in second place. They have 109 points. They've won 49 games. It's a good thing. Getting 109 points and winning 49 games in a season is fantastic. They've only lost 21 games. Yeah. Like, they have a fan. That's a, that's a good record. 49, 21, and 11 is the Maple Leafs. They have won 15 less games than the Bruins. There's a 15-game <laughs> gap between the Bruins and the Leafs in the win column. Insanity. Insane. So we might what, have, what that is. We might have to do a, a second episode this week, maybe like a Saturday or Sunday, to give our our hockey picks since uh playoffs. We'll see, Monday. yeah. Once the once everything gets settled, once we know what the what the matchups are. Yeah. And that's it, it. The Devils have 110 points. The Devils are, are right there. They have 51 wins. Devils are 51, 22, and 8 in our division. And, uh, which is one point less than the Hurricanes. And listeners, let me remind you roughly about Three months ago, um, there was a... Oh, more than that. Oh, yeah, more than that. That was back in uh, October. So five, six, maybe seven months ago. um, Yeah, we're talking a while ago. There there was a co-host here chanting fire, hashtag fire rough. I had the poster and everything. (laughs) I was posting it after every game because we were... The first four or five games, we were like one in four. Yeah, we were like... I was like, here we go again. Because again, we had... 10 years of just the Devils being ass. Yeah. We made the playoffs once and got railroaded by the Lightning right out of the playoffs. That was in 2017. I'll tell you what. You know, if, so, you, if you guys win the cup this year, you need to take that sign underneath it, write hashtag I'm sorry and do the walk of shame up and down your street for five minutes. No, I no, 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 no. I mean, try I'm not to get shot. But... Sorry, sorry about the siren, <laughs> first of all. I know you hear that. Yeah. Ooh, the, are, are, you, are you on patrol live? No, I, I no, I'm not. Um, that was the thing. Like, because the thing is, the the crowd at the Rock was chanting "Fire Rough" for the beginning of the season, and then when we went on like that that first like kind of ten game winning streak, I think it was ten or thirteen. I think it was thirteen, twelve or thirteen game winning streak. Yeah, and then at the end of that, everybody was chanting, so "We're sorry, Lindy." <laughs> uh, you know, so now I I remember after that, I was telling you, I was like, listen. He saved himself for now, but the moment we go on another losing streak, or it looks like this this isn't going to last, I'm bringing a poster right back out. <laughs> uh, but we haven't had to worry about that. The Devils have uh, the, the 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 young core has gelled. We are a fast team. Yeah. Our defense needs to fucking work. I'm not going to lie. We still like we're we've done well, but defense wins championships. I believe that wholeheartedly. And anybody who says like, oh, that's an outdated thing. Uh, everybody says, oh, defense wins championships. It's true. Off, you know, offense sells tickets. Defense wins championship. Yeah. The Devils have a ridiculously fast team. We are fast, 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 fast as fuck, boy. We are a <laughs> fast fucking team. Uh, young, fast, can score a lot. Great offense, great passing, crisp, everything like that. Defense, needs eh, eh, a little work. Uh, Vanacek, our goaltender, is fantastic. Uh, Blackwood, 
eh, as a backup. Eh, eh, he's all right. <laughs> um, so there's, um, and that's the thing too. The Devils only lost to the Bruins by one goal with our backup in. And if it wasn't for just one or two bad plays by Blackwood and by our defense against the Bruins, we were right in that game. Uh, and that was on last Saturday. Oh, okay. So we went toe-to-toe with the best team in the NHL, the best team in the history of the NHL record-wise by the stats and everything like that, uh, with our backup goaltender, and we're in the game all game long. So that gives me a little bit of confidence going into the playoffs, knowing that we can hang with the best. Like our record isn't just like a paper record. Like we can hang with the good ones. Yeah. So we'll see. And... Uh, you know, we got either Florida or the Rangers. Uh, preferably, I would like Florida because I, I don't want to face the Rangers in the first round. I want to save that for something. That's why I hate the current way the, the, the playoff format is in the NHL. Because okay. uh, it, it eliminates any chance for like the Devils and Rangers to play in a conference championship to have it later on. You know, so it's like either in the first or second round, we're going to end up playing them. I'd rather be in the second round um, and see that uh, either way. Because uh, that's the other thing, too. You'd be facing them in the first round, and then if you do beat them in the first round, you're emotionally spent. That's a big series against yeah, a big true. rival. Uh, and then if you lose, you never hear the fucking end of it. You know, so it's a bit like there's a lot to it. Um, So I'm not sure if I want that for the first round. But, I mean, again, just get into the playoffs, and then you run with it as you can. You know what I mean? I would say. So, you know, beggars can't be choosers. I would say you would want that for the second round. Um, just so it buys you another week or week and a half of living there because if the Rangers lose, I'm pretty sure she'll kick you out. Oh, yes, man. I don't know. If, <laughs> I, I, I think we mentioned it on here once or twice. Yeah. Yes, my fiance is a Rangers fan. So, um, so we'll <laughs> see. Well, this is the other thing, too. She's never seen playoff king before. Like, again, with the Giants, like, up until this year, she had never seen playoff king with the Giants. Yeah. Um, and her watching me watch that Giants Vikings game was a completely different experience for her. Like she had, like she had seen me, you know, get excited about sports and oh, oh, ah, get there. Ah, yeah. Woo. Yeah. All right. Get up and, you know, touchdown. Oh yeah. yeah. But that game, I was a big ball of just anxious wreckage, you know, like <laughs> I was just like, I was making noise and gaps and yelps. Do we do it? Oh my god! Do what? Holy shit! Oh my god! We were, I remember like for the for the last for the five minutes after that game ended, I was just sitting on the couch like, holy shit, we won! Holy shit, we won a playoff game! Oh, oh my god, we won! Oh my god, we won! Um, the Eagles game was a little different. I was gonna say, then you realize you're playing the Eagles, and you're like, fuck, Jimmy's not gonna let this down. There was no like. Uh, again, I was hoping that game was going to be a lot more of the "ooh, ah, yeah, ooh, exciting." Ooh, da, da, da. <laughs> that was not the case. That game was over after the first quarter, and it was just like, "Well, I'm going to bed." Uh, <laughs> so it's not that. But now you're going to have not only is it going to be Devils playoffs, which is on a higher level to me than football. Like the, hockey will always be my number one sport. Always has been. Always will be. I love the NFL. I love the Giants. Do not get me wrong. Yeah, but. Gun to my head, I'm picking hockey and the Devils all you know all day. I yeah. love, I love, love, love the Devils. So uh, this is going to be a little bit different. And then on top of that, if it's the Rangers, the most hated team of all my hated teams, the team I hate more than the Eagles, more than the Cowboys, 
more than the Red Sox, more than more than more than the Flyers, more than anybody, more than anything. <laughs> the team I hate more than the team I hate more than China. The team I hate more than <laughs> communists. The team I hate more than than just every single thing in this entire world. The thing that I hate more than than the government. <laughs> I hate the Rangers. I I cannot stress enough how much I hate the New York fucking Rangers. Cannot stand them. Can't stand their fans. And that's another thing too. Most of my family on my mother's side are Ranger fans. I don't talk to oh, them. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I don't talk to them anymore anyway. And there's for a, a, a lot of reasons for that. But you know, um, I also think that's a good thing because I couldn't stand them anyway because of their fucking Ranger phantom and having to do. Oh, what are the Debbies doing? Oh, uh, oh Marty, <laughs> what's Fat Marty doing? Oh, is he banging his aunt or sister or whatever the fuck he was? Oh, what's he doing over there? Uh, oh, uh, is he being is he being the Uncle Dad or fat? So what a fatty he is! I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Guy who won three cups, yeah. Good luck with fucking Queen Henrik, who's never won shit. You dumb fucking steroided up freak. Uh, <laughs> that was one of my cousins, by the way. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like so, having to deal with that, like I, I, I cannot stress enough the level of hatred that I have for that fucking team and its fucking stupid ass fucking fan base. If you're a New York Ranger fan, listening to this, understand this and know that I fucking hate you with every fiber of my being. I don't know you. I don't know what you look like. I don't know your name, but understand that me King hates the ever loving shit out of you. That's how much this is going to mean to me. And I can't believe that I'm actually, I, I, I'm, I'm engaged to, and will marry a Ranger fan. That's a surprise and <laughs> everything else. Uh, but you know, love does strange things to people. So with, so, with but, that all being said, um, I just hate the team. I'm okay with the fans. So if you guys want to head no. over to buymeacoffee.com slash stsports and support the show, just remember Jimbo is the one that set it up, not King. Okay. Yes, no. Any money would go to <laughs> Jimbo's horse setting up the show and everything like that. You don't have to, you know, I will not be seeing a cent of that money. So you can go ahead and support the Flyers fan. <laughs> uh, instead of the devil's fan. I'm not sure if that's going to make it any better in your mind. Uh, but just know that I hate you. Uh, and and that's great. You know, that, and that's the other thing, too, is I have met a couple of redeeming Flyer fans. Uh, you, uh, Mike DiNicola, yeah. a good friend of mine, a uh, good guy, smart, smart hockey uh, guy, has good hockey knowledge, um, really nice guy, uh, I can't say that about any Ranger fan I know. Uh, outside, outside of my fiance, I was going to say, I was going to give you a second she, there to, to redeem real. You know, sometimes, I mean, let's be honest; she can be real. You know, she is what she is. Uh, you know, she's got, she still got that. She still got some of that Ranger in her. You know what I mean? So, you gotta, that is what it is. You know, uh, for someone who claims, oh, I'm so Jersey, I'm so Jersey. She likes the Rangers, and she calls her pork roll. That's immediately disqualified from being as Jersey as anybody. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, <laughs> putting it out there. God, it's Taylor Ham and a Rangers suck. God. Now, now um, I can't wait for the playoffs to start. I mean, oh, that- dude, it'll be, it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad. I might make trips out. There's a bar right on the corner here. I've never, I, I, I think I went once. Uh, which I know is going to sound weird to anybody who knows me back in my Wilkes-Barre days and stuff like that, where I would make sure wherever I lived, I knew where the closest bar was to the corner where I, where I was living on. You know, oh, there's Sununas. Oh, there's uh, 
you know, that's how we ended up finding your bar. Yeah. Uh, 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 stands or Steagles, whatever the hell it is now. Yeah, uh, was, you know, oh, there's a bar there. I can walk there. Oh, I can walk to that bar. So here I have a bar directly on my corner that I've visited once in my entire time that I was here. It's a Knights bar. It's a Knights of Columbus. Okay. Uh, but uh, I might go there for the games because I don't know if, like, the landlords here will deal with me screaming the way I'm doing. Um. Well, maybe, to be well, fair, I don't know if the bar <laughs> will deal say. with me feeling the way I'm doing. Uh, but we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but I am. Uh, we'll see. And that's again. That's if it ends up being the Devils. If the Devils end up winning, and the Hurricanes lose, the Devils win the division, and then we play Florida. So then this would all be moot anyway. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then the Rangers would have to play Carolina, and they'll probably lose because the Rangers are overrated pieces of shit. So. <laughs> Uh, but exciting um, it's good times good times for hockey good times for hockey coming up here so uh, uh we'll get best time of the year hockey playoffs are the best Stanley Cup's the best looking trophy out there uh it's all good times so good times so a little bit a little NFL talk I mean it's still been kind of quiet um but we we got the Odell Beckham Jr. signing to the Ravens um now interesting it, it is and it, they said it's worth up to 18 million. So I'm assuming there's a lot of incentives in it. It's I believe at 15 base up to 18 with incentives. So uh it's still a good deal. Good deal for, for a one him, year but, deal. Uh, yeah, very good. I, I don't know if um, I would pay I don't know if I would pay him that much. Well, um I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. And now I don't I don't know what the fuck Lamar is doing. Cuz Lamar is going out with him and celebrating that he's getting signed there. He's saying we, as if he didn't just send out uh, a tweet talking space, saying goodbye. That basically he said goodbye to Baltimore and its fans. It's been real guys. Peace out. You know, I'll always hold Baltimore and its fans in my heart, wherever I go. Uh, Basically, you know, he said goodbye to Baltimore and now he's like, Oh, we signed uh, uh, Odell. We signed OBJ. What's this fucking we shit you're talking about? (laughs) You ain't signing anybody. And then everybody started talking about, well, he said we and with Odell wouldn't have signed if there wasn't like some kind of uh, thought process that Lamar was either going to sign the franchise tender or they were going to sign him to the deal or do something like that. Well, it's been a week now and Lamar still ain't signed anything. So I mean, I I don't know if that's a that's a thing either. We've seen Um, that where they're not going to sign the franchise tags until closer to training camp so that way they don't, they don't have to go to the mandatory mini camps and the OTAs and all that stuff. So he, he might just be taking well, a nice long vacation. Right now too, yeah, because Saquon's yeah. not signing his either. Which, I mean, uh, that, that, let's be honest, that's not a surprise. You know, it's... Yeah, I, 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 like, I, I, there there might be some people out there being like, oh, oh Saquon's not going to sign. What is it? No, it's, it's fine. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and not only that, too, but the Giants have also said that they're going to try to work a deal with him, even with having the franchise tag on him. So I'm sure there's still some of that happening as well behind the scenes. Um, and also Saquon's probably like, I, I don't want to go to the fucking minicamp. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. which is, I think, anybody. And uh, and so, you know, uh, uh, it's it's fine. It is what it is um, as far as the Saquon stuff goes. But yeah, I, I got to tell you, like, I, I don't know what this means for the Ravens, for Lamar. And then here's the other thing too. If the Ravens do end up trading Lamar after signing OBJ, like what is OBJ? Like it, it, did OBJ sign with the understanding that Lamar was going to be there and then he's not, or was it like, listen, you're getting $15 million 
because you know it doesn't matter who the quarterback is you get 15 million dollars and he's like all right fine yeah. i don't care because so he, he had a meeting with the jets that was supposed to happen this past monday yeah and baltimore didn't let him leave the the office they didn't let them they were like listen this we're gonna give you this and i i bet you odell probably called the jets and was like hey listen they're offering me this are you going to come anywhere near this? And the Jets are probably like, <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> He's like, oh, all right. You know? Um, and so that is what it is. Uh, but did Baltimore overpay for him? Perhaps. Um, you know, I, but- I would, I would probably say they didn't overpay him. If Lamar signs a, a contract with, with the Ravens where, he, you know, Lamar doesn't get the fully guaranteed, or, or you know, takes a little bit, a little bit off of what he was asking. Basically, you know, Odell and Lamar was a package type deal for the Ravens. You know, did Lamar call Baltimore and say, "Hey, if you sign Odell, I'll agree to a little bit less," you know, and we we could move on from this. And uh, if, you know, that, if that was the case, Lamar would have been signed already. But again, I don't think he wants to go to the the mandatory stuff until training camp comes around. That can listen. That can be part of the fucking contract. They can put yeah, that in there. Yeah. Like, you know, he doesn't have to. They can put there. Like, I can I can skip these until we get to training camp, or until we get to the you know the the you know do do I want to do OTAs or not? I mean, they're optional anyway. Yeah, uh, optional training activities. Um, I, I I don't see that as being the stumble. I don't think the stumbling block of having him signed is going to be. Well, I don't want to go to the mini camps. I'm sure the Ravens will be like, listen, if you want to stay and play fucking Call of Duty with Kyler Murray during mini camps, go fucking nuts. I don't care. <laughs> you know. Uh, so I don't think that's a stumbling block. And I also don't think that if if Odell Beckham signing with the Ravens was going to be the linchpin of keeping him there that he wouldn't already still have signed him and been there. Yeah. Cause that would have been the thing. Odell Beckham signs. And then you have Lamar signed and then you have the press conference and you have both of them. And it's like, Oh, we're going to shake it up, you know? And they do a big dap up right there at the press conference on the podium. And it's a big thing. It's a photo op. Pow, pow, pow. Lamar Jackson, OBJ coming to Baltimore, 2023, get it ready. Ravens flock. <laughs> you know, like you turn that thing into a fucking show. Yeah. Like, there was a way to do that. And they didn't. What if Odell when signs? When if, that, if, if that was the way it was going to be, like if if that thought process was like, okay, if Odell's going to do it, then Lamar's going to sign, it would have already been done. It hasn't been. So I, I don't think that's the case, which then again leads us to what the fuck is going on? Yeah. But what if Odell signed with the Ravens? Because, you know, let's be honest, if who would you rather play for, Lamar or Aaron Rodgers? And maybe Odell is a little nervous that, the Jets might not get the deal done for Aaron Rodgers. So, no, I don't. I don't think that's the case. And here's the other thing too. Um, I think the other reason why Odell Beckham signed there not only was the fifteen million dollars, which I don't think the Jets were going to give him, the fifteen guaranteed and the eighteen with incentives. Yeah. Um, I think the other reason is too with the Jets, he would be a wide receiver too. Okay. He yeah. would be. He wouldn't be the prime target. Whereas in Baltimore, he is the wide receiver one by a large fucking margin. Yeah. He is the basically only receiver they fucking have. <laughs> so I think that plays a part into it as well. 
uh, whereas the Jets have a shit ton of weapons, Baltimore is going to rely heavily on him. So, but here's the other thing, too. You have Lamar Jackson throwing you the ball. And I'm sorry, Lamar Jackson, is it, I mean, if you go, are we going to compare throwing between Lamar Jackson and fucking Aaron Rodgers? Well, that, that's what I mean. I, I'd rather take Aaron Rodgers over Lamar Jackson. I'd much rather, yeah, if, if that was the case. But that's what I mean. I think there's a couple things working there. There's the fact that maybe he's he he's getting money that the Jets weren't going to give him. So that's number one. Uh, and he's going to be the main target, the main focus of that offense, whether it's Lamar or Huntley back there. Um, and whoever's going to give him the ball. Like, here's the other thing, too. Like, I don't I, – I fine. This is going to get people coming after me, anybody listening to this. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't see that big of a difference between Lamar and Huntley. I don't. Um. You know, both athletic quarterbacks, both marginal throwers. I, I think if you give Hartley uh, uh, reps as a starter, reps as, as a QB one, um, will he be an MVP? No, probably not. But you never know. People surprise. I mean, look at everybody wrote off Geno Smith, and then I mean he had a hell of a season last year. Yeah. So like now you you get you put you put uh, 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 Huntley in there. With OBJ, who knows? Maybe all of a sudden he turns into an actual Pro Bowl quarterback instead of being a Pro Bowl quarterback that was put in there when he played one game. Yeah, uh, uh, which games was or whatever game. it was. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. When, when I saw that, that he was nominated for a Pro Bowl spot, I'm like, first off, he's a backup, and he only played... I think four or five games at that at that point. Well, what was that? Because because all the like Josh Allen didn't go, and obviously Mahomes yeah. was in the Super Bowl, and so it was a couple of things. And so I was like, okay, well now we're we're gonna put Huntley in there. It's like, you know, there were there were plenty of other quarterbacks that played a majority, if not all, the season that you could have plugged in there instead of having fucking Huntley. <laughs> yeah, go in there for the AFC, but whatever, like whatever. <laughs> but here's my thought. Going back on another point you were saying uh, about whether or not Odell Beckham was scared, whether. Uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers was going to be there. Do you think Aaron Rodgers is not going to show up to the Jets? Do you think that that deal's not happening? I, you know, honestly, I, I think it's, I, I think it's done. Like it's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah. Just because I mean, yeah, if, you're insane. If, you're insane. Then what, what are the Jets waiting for? And what are green, what's green Bay waiting for? I mean, there's only so much talking you could do before I you both say. I believe there's a time. I think there's a time after June, whether it's June 1st or not. I can't remember. I think it's something of, about that that a certain amount of money or something comes off the books. But you could designate that. Uh, uh, and then on top of it, too, is you have the draft coming up. Yeah. So... It depends on who's dragging their feet more. Is Green Bay dragging their feet because of whatever this money deadline is? Are the Jets dragging their feet because they want to get through the draft first and not be like, you're not getting our 13th pick. For you. Like, you're not getting a number one pick, which has come out and said that the Packers aren't really looking for that anyway. Yeah. You have now reports coming out of Aaron Rodgers telling the Jets, take your time. Don't worry about it. I'm like, Apparently, he said, I'm not showing up anywhere until May anyway. So there's no reason to rush this there's no reason to you know uh like there, there's no real urgency 
or anything to get this done. Yeah. So you have that. So it seems like this is going to happen. It just seems like all parties involved are like, wait a minute. Let's just, let's just everybody relax. Like a cool down. Do, do the Aaron Rodgers R-E-L-A-X. <laughs> Take some shrooms. Take some ayahuasca, you know, <laughs> do some microdosing. And let's all just find our center. Let's realign our chakras. Let's all meet and, in the dark room. And we'll all, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll all do just, uh, we'll, we'll poop in the middle of a room. <laughs> I don't know why that made me Not quite so sure hard. how many wipes it's taking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, it's, it's interesting. You know, you got to figure out, you know. There's some there's some interesting mechanics about that dark room. I wonder about, <laughs> um, but uh, but that is what it is. I don't know if I could um, do that. The, the whole dark room thing. I I, think I don't think I could either. Because like with my with my fucked up legs because of the the neuropathy and shit like that. Like yeah. I would break my feet. Yeah. Like just running into shit. Like yeah. I would just basically have to sit in in a bed or a chair or whatever they have there, and like have to try to memorize the room where it is. Yeah. I'd be feel around like where the toilet is i'd end up shitting in a bathtub or something like i don't know what like it's be a little weird be a little weird um <laughs> but honestly i think this this deal is getting done i, I believe that and see. david bakhtiari was on uh busting with the boys uh what the latest episode that came out i don't know when it came out but uh he was on there and he was saying it's it's dark like he's going to the jets but then he also said interestingly he was like you know with, with the packers in their situation like the you know the packers might he said he said they could if they wanted to they could just be like you know we'll eat it you know we're we're, we're not doing anything this year anyway yeah. We're not going to be a playoff team. We're going to be a struggling team anyway. Um, and, you know, if we're not going to get what we think he's worth, then we'll sit on it and we'll just, we'll, 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 we'll sit on him and, uh, you know, we'll pay him. And then if he doesn't show up, well, we don't have to pay him. Yeah. That's the other thing too, because you can't hold out. And if Rogers, if they don't trade Rogers, they hold on to him. And then Rogers is like, no, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not coming in. Well, then they don't have to pay him. And then those go towards, okay, well now he's he's holding out, so those go as fines. Basically, his game checks just get voided. Yeah. And then who knows? Like maybe Rogers will say, oh, well, then I'll retire, or then it becomes a whole other thing. So if the Packers wanted to be super fucking petty, <laughs> they could do that. And but here's the other thing too: if they do that, if they do that, that's going to be in history books for that years shoots to come. them. But here's the thing: that shoots them in the foot with every other free agent that would ever think about going. If any yeah. of any other free agents there, everybody's going to remember, y'all, you fucking did Aaron dirty. Fuck you! You did. You took one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the NFL, and you did him fucking dirty. No chance I'm coming to Green Bay. If that's how you treat a legend, yeah, how are you going to treat? anybody else that's coming there fuck off i'm not coming so there's a lot of reasons why i don't think that'll happen and there's a lot of reasons why i think this trade is going through probably i would say sometime after the draft i'd look around draft time whether a little before maybe a little after but around that time so we're talking about late april later this month early may i'd say that's when you're looking for june 
early June at the latest, I think is when a deal gets done. If I had, if I was a betting man, that's well, what I'm saying. I, mean, I, I think at the end of the day, it, a deal is getting done. I don't think there's any question about if, that. If it's going to get done after the draft, I, I think it would have to happen before June 1st, just in case, you know, the, the whole June 1st cuts and stuff like that. If they want to do something with the money to um, like defer it, I guess if you want to call it that. Otherwise, I don't know, after, that's, after that's June 1st, it's, it's on the books. I, I don't know. I, I forget where I read it. I don't know what the, what the June 1st thing is where either money comes off the cap for the Packers. Like there's some kind of, there's basically an incentive for the Packers to not trade Aaron Rodgers before June 1st. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to see if I can find that. And that's, see, and people, this is why Harry Roseman is the best GM out there with, when it comes to salary cap. He knows all the, all the ins and outs of the, the rules. Well, I, I don't know about that. Who's the one down in uh, Tampa? McKay? Tampa Bay? That stuff um, that he, yeah. The, the, one, the, the, the way they put together that, that Tampa Bay team for the for that two, three-year run they had with Brady. Yeah. Kind of playing a show game with the cap. That was some good fucking cap shit. But I mean, this offseason with, with, off with Howie, we were going in with over the cap by $5 million, and right now we got $19 million under the cap somehow. Damn dude. Well, that was the same with the. Remember the Saints were like seventy-eight million yeah. over the cap last season, and then they made a couple different moves and a couple different things like that, and then they ended up having like eighteen million under. I was like, "How the fuck did you do that?" <laughs> yeah, it's 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 amazing. This this is why kids stay in school. Learn learn how to do sports management shit. Yeah, listen, I was never good at math. I understand that. But if you are somebody that has, you know, are you good with calculations? Um, you go ahead. You stay in school. You figure this shit out. Because the ability to help NFL franchises move millions of dollars around and make room to get players on the team, you will be worth your weight in gold uh, uh, for these people. Because that's the other thing, too. Is It's funny how we're still at this point we're about what thirty years into a salary cap in the NFL. I forget when exactly it was implemented, uh, but I, I think it wasn't too much longer after free agency where I think they put the salary cap in. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking it was like the mid to late '90s. So you're talking about 25, 30 years that a salary cap's been either discussed or actively in the NFL, and there's still some teams and some general managers that don't know what the fuck they're doing when it <laughs> yeah. comes to a salary cap. So. If if you go to school and like you go to like business management, sports management, sports business, anything like that, uh, and if you know how to you know shuffle money around and put this and look at different loopholes and this that and the other thing, you're going to make yourself quite a large amount of money working in the NFL uh, or, or any league really that has kind of like a salary cap base like this does just to go ahead and and figure this all out. Like it's. Uh, and all, it's we, crazy. all me and King asks is when you guys do and you guys go on to win the Super Bowl or the World Series or, or whatnot, just give me and King a, a, shout out, a shout out. You know, uh, you know, I listen to that show, Stay Tuned Sports Podcast, and they really um, influenced me to stay in school and, and, and go for a degree. We appreciate that. <laughs> uh, I'm still um, looking up this stuff here about what his contract actually is. Okay. Um. I like how I hear the birds chirping in the backgrounds. Yeah, it's, I know. It's almost like it's like the masters here, yeah. you know. Instead of being fake birds, though, they're real birds. 
it gives a sense, you know, it's nice, you know, it's nice, you know, hello friends, Jim Nance here. Welcome to the masters. Did he retire? Uh, was he the one that retired or was that? He retired from basket. He retired from the NCAA. Okay. Uh, he's not doing the final four calls anymore, but he's still doing the masters. Okay. Like he still does golf and stuff like that for, yeah, he's, for he's, he's definitely, one and, of he's the, still, and he's still doing the NFL, obviously him and him and Tony Romo. I was wondering if he, if he was doing the NFL too. Cause like I said, I saw he retired from, yeah. from the basketball. I just didn't know if it was a, a full blown retirement or just basketball. He's still doing everything else, but he's he's leaving. Uh, yeah, the the NCAA. So, uh, which is a shame because I, I I like Nance is one of the better announcers out there. I really yeah, I like he's, Jim. He's you know top three, top five out of all of them that uh, I, I can you know. listen to. Did you find that yet or no? Uh, not really. I found out like what the basis. I don't know what the whole June first thing was that I had been hearing about or what it is. Uh, oh, and there goes another siren. Welcome to the city, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I thought that was my dog whining upstairs. <laughs> uh, here is uh, the logistics of Aaron Rodgers' contract, uh, if traded uh, in 2023, a $58.3 million option bonus, which is prorated over four years on the cap. I believe that's the Packers cap. $28.3 million of the bonus payable within 10 days of execution. Thirty million dollars by September thirtieth. Uh, one point one six five million dollar base. Uh, so I guess that would be the base. Fifty nine point four six five million total in cash and a fifteen point seven four million dollar cap hit. So what that means is the Jets would end up having to pay him about. 59 million almost 60 million dollars but the packers get left with a 40 million dollars in the cap hit okay whereas it's the jets would only have a 15.7 million dollar cap hit okay so, so i don't sounds, I'm, i don't know what the june 1st thing was i don't know if that changes kind of sounds like that, that september thing that you said about 30 million uh after september or something somebody i mean cause yeah I, but that's during the, yeah, september 30th that's during the season so that's I mean, not going to be, that can't that's, be it, yeah. that's not going to be what it is yeah um, but either way, like I said, I, I don't, there, there's no, there's no benefit for the Packers in keeping Aaron Rodgers. And you already know you're not getting a first round draft pick for him. You're yeah. not, it's not going to happen. Um, get what you can for a 39 year old quarterback, no matter how good he is. And he is a good, I mean, again, he's won two out of the last three MVPs. Yeah. Um, He's still the best thrower in the NFL by far. Um, get what you can for him. I, 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 you know, the Jets are obviously going to try to get him for as cheaply as they can, but you know, they're, they're, they know the value and they'll get him with, you know, they'll, they'll try to offer up what they can. Yeah. But I think that's the other thing too. I think the Packers are afraid, like if they take a deal and it's not, for first or it's not like oh it's a you know overwhelmingly positive deal for them that the fan base is going to revolt like the fans are going to be like how could you let Aaron Rodgers go for you know two second rounds and a third round or whatever or whatever the case is going to be yeah you know uh so I I don't I I think it's a bit of that more than anything I don't think it's a case even so much of like oh well we're 
you know, we want the first round or we don't want a first round or, you know, what, what do we want for compensation? We're not going to give you a first round for this or blah, 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 or whatever. I think it's a case of just what, what do we do so that, um, we don't look like we got absolutely fleeced to our fan base. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, so whatever that is, I, I don't know what it is. And also if you're the jets, you don't want to, you don't want to give up overpay so much shit for him that yeah you end up hamstringing yourself yeah so it's it's a back and forth it's a back and forth as with anything as with any negotiations it's a back and forth so you just got to figure out what 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 is what is what where's where's your hill to die on what's your what is your absolute limit in one way what are the packers absolute limit you talk it out you negotiate it and you get it done because it's i mean it's clear now to everybody that this is this is what everybody wants. This is what the Packers want. This is what the Jets want. This is what Aaron wants. Yeah. Everybody wants this. So get it done. Like there's no, there's no difference. Just get it done. So one last uh, thing I want to bring up to you, be, you know, before we, we get going, I saw this um, diagram, not diagram, but this, this picture on uh, Facebook and it was top five NFC quarterbacks entering 2023, ranked by Clay Harbor. I believe Clay Harbor is a, a, like a, a writer for uh, NFL Network. He's sometimes on the TV, um, stuff like that. Okay. So obviously, uh, number one, he has Jalen Hurts. Number two, Justin Fields. Three, Daniel Jones. Brock Purdy, number four. And Matthew Stafford, number five. The reason I bring this up is, do you think, Justin Fields is better than Dak Prescott. Like, do you think Prescott should have been that top five somewhere? No. Really? Really. Prescott is, especially last season, uh, highly inconsistent. Um, does not play well under pressure. Um, has been shown that he, he cannot win big games. He can't win regular games. Like he, he, it, it, it's Dak Prescott is a good quarterback. He's a, he's a starter in the NFL. Sure. But like Justin Fields on a terrible bears team was a bright spot. Yeah. And he's something you can see, you know, he, you, you look at him and you see like, there's a future there. There is talent. He has uh, an ability. Like he, he just ha- he he shows that that what what people call intangibles. He's got the intangibles. He's got you know. Yes, we know he's got the talent. You can see that clearly. Yeah, where he's got the talent. He's got the athletic ability. Um, he's got the intelligence. He has that. Um, you know, he just needs a good team around him. Yeah. But he also has, you know, on, on a team that was terrible, he played his ass off all every game, all the way through the season, all season, every game, he played his ass off. Um, Dak Prescott, early on in his career, showed a lot of potential and, and a lot of, oh wow, he could he could be something good. He he plays well, but. The thing is, I think a lot of his stats were misleading. He did a lot of, you know, short underpasses. There was a lot of things yeah. where his stats kind of came late in games. If you, I mean, that's been a lot of that's that's been a 
complaint about him or a critique of him is that he's very, uh, you know, his, his late game, uh, garbage time, yeah. uh, stats for touchdowns or yardage or things like that, completions. Um, and then when put into situations where playoff games or late season games where things are on the line and got to win and got to push for things and he just falls apart and doesn't have good situational awareness, makes bad decisions, makes bad throws. Look at that San Francisco game this year. Yeah, in the playoffs. I mean, he was throwing a ball. Just, I mean, uh, Kirk Cousins wasn't throwing a ball like that. Kirk Cousins actually played a very a pretty good game against the Giants. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Kirk Cousins played a better game against the Giants than Dak Prescott did against the 49ers. He did. Um, and the only reason the Cowboys won that first playoff game against the Buccaneers because the Buccaneers are fucking terrible. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, you know. Um, the, so the other honorable, yeah. the, the other honorable mentions other than uh, Prescott um, was Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith, and Jared Goff. Would you take any of those three and swap out with these five, or do you think these five are are actually pretty good spots? Now, what what is this with top five? What uh, top five? What was NF- the actual title of it? Top five NFC quarterbacks entering twenty twenty three. You got top five NFC NFC quarterbacks. Uh, and what was it? it was obviously uh, uh, Jalen Hurts, then Fields, then Daniel Jones at three, Brock Purdy at four, and Matthew Stafford at five. I would take Purdy out for now because again, we don't know what he's really like for a full season. That's my or how he's going to be after the Tommy John surgery on his on his elbow. Yeah. So I would just take him out for now and put Cousins in there. I think Cousins gets disrespected far too much, and he shouldn't be. So I, that's the switch I would make. I would take I would take Purdy out and put Cousins in for now as as the top five. I would probably say you know I agree with the Brock Purdy thing because I think there's a lot of unknown there because there wasn't enough. Um, there to see of him, you know, to see if he is the the starter that the Niners think he is. But I would put Jared Goff in there. I think Jared Goff finally found a place to be good in uh, out of Detroit. Yeah, and he's doing. And that's this is the first year in Detroit where they really played well. Um, after you know starting well at one and six, yeah. they finally started playing well. It's finally started to gel. We'll see if that continues next year. But again, I think you have to do the same thing. I could say the same thing about Daniel Jones. He had a good year. What happens next? That's why I Daniel Jones at three, as much as I like Daniel Jones, I would maybe have him a little lower. I might even have him lower than Cousins. Okay. You know, uh, um, and Stafford. Like I would have Daniel Jones maybe at five. Wow. I would put Daniel Jones maybe a five just for the fact of, okay, he had a good season. Let's see him build on that. If he does, if he has another good season this year, that's like, all right, he's turned the corner. Let's go. We can start putting him up there as one of the top quarterbacks in the NFC or the NFL, depending on how he does. Yeah. Uh, but I want to see that first. Um, you know, like we saw with Jalen Hurts, like last year, he, I mean, I mean, you know, in 2022, he had a good year. Surprisingly, got the Eagles to the playoffs when nobody thought the Eagles were going to be that good. And then this year was was an absolute stud. Yeah. Uh, and and 
was a major, major factor of the Eagles getting to the Super Bowl um, and, and made that leap. So obviously, with Aaron Rodgers out of the NFC, I think you'd have to put Jalen Hurts right now as the number one. I don't think there's an argument there. Yeah, uh, Justin Fields, just based on talent, he's either two or three. You have to put him there. Um, and then again, we'll see how the Bears do. They're picking up pieces. They're making trades. They're you know they're, the the Bears are making smart moves. You know, and now they have DJ Moore there. Uh, you're going to have Claypool as a, as a wide receiver two or three. Uh, which you know I think is perfect for him. He's yeah. not, he's not a one, uh, and that's fine. That's okay. Uh, but you know if you put him in that supporting role, I think he's going to do well. Uh, so the the Bears have a chance to do kind of what the Eagles did in 2022, where it's like they, they're coming off a very bad year, high draft pick year. Let's see, you know, if they if they end up pulling off a surprise and get close to the playoffs or maybe even into the playoffs and sneak in, it's like, okay, you know, they're they're building something there, which can which can very much happen. Yeah. Uh, Kirk Cousins, I think he's a very solid quarterback. I know we all make fun of, you know, one PM Kirk Cousins versus primetime Kirk <laughs> yeah. Cousins. I get that. Um and and that's another thing with him that I would have uh, uh, with Dak, except I would I think Kirk Cousins is a little bit more consistent and dependable than Dak Prescott is, and Kirk Cousins has won a big game or two in his career, um, not a lot of them. Don't get me wrong, uh, you know. And again, Minnesota was clearly I think a fraudulent like thirteen and and three thirteen and fourteen last year. Yeah. But I I I think Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. Uh, and you know, Cowboy fans or whoever else can hate me or anybody like that. You're fucking stupid. All right, I'll tell you what. Get behind the the Rangers fans first. Who do you, who do you <laughs> think who do you think feels more regret? This is a question I'll ask you. Who do you think feels more regret for their quarterback contract? The Vikings with Kirk Cousins or Jerry Jones and the Cowboys with fucking Dak's contract? I think Jerry Jones, I don't think yes. they can't get out of that contract where Kirk, they might no. be able to work something out. Not, not only that, but Kirk's are, I mean, the, the, the contract's and, already played a lot. And listen, the Vikings have won a lot of games. Yeah. They have. Uh, I think Jerry has massive buyer's remorse when it comes to Dak Prescott. Uh, he was hurt. There was a lot of sentiment behind him. There was a lot of people saying, pay the man, pay the man. You got to pay him. He's our quarterback of the future. He's the quarterback of the future. Even when he, you know, his ankle was turning the other way. Um, no, and he just, just a sprained, and, sprained ankle from uh, Troy Aikman. The, uh, <laughs> with the, yeah, cramp. Uh, you <laughs> cramp. Um, so I think Jerry got caught up in the emotion of it at the time. Uh, signed him to a ridiculous deal. And Dak Prescott has not been the quarterback that everybody had hoped he'd be. Yeah. Um, and that's just that is just the unfortunate uh situation that it is right now. Uh and and now the Cowboys are good enough to get to the playoffs, but not good enough to really do anything else. And so now they don't get draft picks high enough to pick another quarterback that can replace Dak or, you know, be a better quarterback. That's yeah. another thing. Too. I'm surprised that we, we didn't see that yet. And I don't know if, if Jerry's just doubling 
down or he doesn't want to seem like he's wrong or he's going to stick with Dak through all the thick of it or whatever. But um, with this year's draft, I would have thought that maybe the Cowboys would have been one of the teams to be talking with the Bears to get the number one pick or at least with maybe the Bears or the Texans or somebody to get into the top two, top three. Yeah. Uh, see if they could nab somebody out of the the top three, top four quarterbacks there that everybody thinks is going to be something, whether it's C.J. Stroud, whether it's Bryce Young, whether it's uh, 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 Robertson, Will, Will whether Levi, it's Will Levis. Or Levitt. Uh, I believe it's Levis. Oh, okay. I believe it's Levis. The guy who just eats bananas whole Yeah. <laughs> Fucking freak. Um, also puts mayonnaise in his coffee. Yeah, I saw that too. So that's just... That's not right. Like someone should do a mental check on him, and make sure he's all there. <laughs> Eggs and oil and a coffee. I mean, hey, listen, different strokes for different folks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it also makes me wonder if maybe Jerry's going to hold on to where his pick is, and maybe if Hendon Hooker drops down to where the Cowboys are, he picks up Hendon Hooker. I don't know. Because yeah. I like Hendon Hooker, even though he had the the uh, knee injury. I think Hendon Hooker is an NFL ready quarterback immediately. So. Uh, I think whoever gets Hendon Hooker is going to get a real gem in the draft. That's just what I think. We'll have to, we'll have to wait and see. Um, That's it. That, uh, draft in two weeks. So yeah, birthday weekend for me. Well, technically my birthday is during the week, so I'm just going to celebrate both weekends. So as far as you go, just hey, be, pre- be prepared. <laughs> uh, there no pictures. Please, for the love of God, no pictures. <laughs> People don't understand. Hey, maybe we'll do like a live thing or something for the draft. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to work Put something together. Maybe. Or do something. You know, we have a YouTube channel. Might as well fucking use it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so I think that's going to be it for us for this week. Um, like I said, you know, maybe me and you will talk about doing a, a special one on Saturday or Sunday to do a NHL playoff picks. Do a little preview of the NHL playoffs there and see what's going on. Sure. That sounds like a good idea. Um, so till next week, this is your good friend Jimbo. And it's your boy King. We're out.